Welcome to the Greybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Greybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Greybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 28 of the Greybeard Chronicles. We just keep knocking them down. Kevin, how are you, sir? Great to see you. I'm doing great. And uh, how are you? I'm doing great as well. Got a, uh, got a little stogie here I'm, I'm enjoying and um, an adult beverage that you, uh, you gifted us. So uh, <laughs> thank you very, very much for that. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. So how's, how's your week so far? I know it's only Monday, but how is it? It's actually been great coming off of a, uh, a, an extremely warm, unseasonably warm by a long shot weekend. Kink got up to, what, 73 on Saturday? and Sunday was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the problem with Saturday is it was, it was dark and overcasty, but Sunday was, was not. It wasn't quite as warm, maybe three or four degrees, but we're in January. It's supposed to be, you know, 35, I think 75. The, uh, the terminology for this in Virginia is false spring. Okay. Yeah, there's like 15 different seasons in Virginia. I thought it was Indian summer. Oh, wait, no, that's in the fall, right? Yes. Is that, okay, okay. Yes. But Virginia is, is a cool place, right? For all four seasons, sometimes in the same week. It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Love it. Clearly, I love it, or I would go somewhere else. By the way, before I say what I'm about to say, I don't want you to take it the wrong way. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a little concerned because you had this very interesting body language. Like, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for something here. Um, I, I don't know if you're strapping on some armor or what, what you're doing there. But anyways, I'm, I'm ready. No, no. I, I, we have, for the listening audience, Bryant continues to get more and more sophisticated with this recording equipment and i'm impressed i am it is uh it is more comfortable it's more professional instead of us you know both hovering around thor one microphone between the two of us (laughs) and uh sometimes getting maybe too up close and personal as we try to be recorded uh it's getting better and better but i i used this word last week it was futz you know that you were fussing right, around right, a little right. bit, and so this was today was a, and I mean this in the best positive way with love. This was a triple futz. <laughs> we skipped right over double. Well, you know, yeah, we added to the level of difficulty. <laughs> There's more components here. There's more lights, more stuff that has power to it, and uh, yeah, but we're gonna figure. And we've got this big pile of spaghetti sitting here, but we'll. We're going to get this thing figured out. I'm liking it. It's going to be down to a science here before too long. I think I think we may have spoiled you with the efficiency of setting up Thor because that, that whole setup was like, you know, quick. Took took a minute. Took a minute. That's this, why we need a recording studio. Yes. That is in our future. Yes, indeed. All right. Enough of that. You, uh, to the topic, you were talking to me. Just a little bit, literally for seconds about this beforehand, but you did send me a textual message earlier this week when you announced the topic. Right. And you picked the topic because 
there was an incident. That's what that's my word, not yours. That occurred that you observed. I like that word. That, that put some fire in your belly about this, and that was interesting to me. And then as I was preparing for tonight, it's easy to get some fire in your belly about all this if you uh, if you think about it and you remember times in your life. So tell me about it. How did how did you get there? All right. So the title is watch your mouth and how we got there and and this is not a a a new thing for me i've I've had this belief and and position on this topic for quite some time and and speak about it there was just something that occurred here recently that caused me to bring this back to the forefront of my mind and uh, my wife and i were uh, on vacation and we had we were riding our motorcycle and we stopped at a local uh, wawa and we happened to be in uh, in Florida, not that geography necessarily matters, however it could. And and we were um, just waiting for a few minutes because we had some time before we needed to be to our, our destination. And there was this um, lady and her husband and daughter who I would estimate is probably maybe 10 or 11 years old. Okay. Uh, they were sitting outside in this uh, outdoor seating area that was at this uh, convenience store. Very nice, by the way. And um, it was actually the, it was a Wawa. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, you did. That's but, all right. um, furthest Wawa south that I've been to so far. And it was pretty cool because they had some outdoor seating that you don't see at the ones in our area. Right. Now, maybe that's because they don't like us and don't want us hanging out. But um, anyways, I, I think it maybe just has something to do with the weather and the fact that, it, you know, they can use it year round. But th- so these folks were there. They were eating their lunch and the the little girl had made a mess with her food okay and gotten it on her clothing and they they were dressed pretty nicely looked like they might be going to an event somewhere yeah. or, or something like that and she she'd made this mess and and her mother proceeded to berate her and demean her about the way that she ate and how sloppy she was and, and what a slob she was and, you know, how she's ruined her clothing. And, and I was watching the little girl and it didn't look like she made that big of a mess really, quite honestly. Um, and I was really more focused on the words that I was hearing yeah. coming from the mom. Yeah. And the, the thing that really irks me about the scenario was uh, first off the thing that, you know, that this occurred and, and I witnessed it and the other thing, and I'm going to jump right to the end of it, because the thing that bothers me even more is that I witnessed it and I didn't say anything about it. And that has bugged me ever since. Now, I'm also one that, you know, I choose my battles somewhat wisely. Um, and I think that's a skill I've acquired more as I've aged. But uh, <laughs> that's a that's a tricky one, you know. Um, yeah, you know, because it could have gone south really quick. But yeah, at the same south. time, I'm... I'm like beating myself up because this, you know, this mom doesn't know, or maybe she does know. I can't imagine that the mom does know that the negative impact that words like that are going to have on this girl right now and for the rest of her life, because I'm sure that this is not an isolated incident. Right. Just watching this mom and how she's interacting with this young lady. Definitely not the first time. Okay. So I, I know that that's going to have a long-term impact on that little girl. And it just, that pains me to, to watch that and even think about it. Um, and who's going to teach mom, right? So where do, you know, where do parents learn that, uh, the importance of 
of your words and, and, and how, you know, I, I say words are like bullets. You know, once you send them down range, you can't get them back. Right. And, you know, they're going to do some damage. You know, if you're not using if you're not using them with intention to do good things or in some cases when necessary, do bad things. Right. Because right. there are those times where they're necessary. Um, I just, you know, who teaches parents this stuff? And it, it just like I said, it just pains me to watch. And it, I'm, I'm giving myself a, you know, the proverbial kick in the behind for for not saying something right then and there. Well, I, I think you need to be careful about that. You know, the thought that occurs to me is there's a whole bunch about that situation that you don't know about. You know, you don't know if, uh, I, by the way, I'm not in any way excusing behavior of the mother and the words that she used. I think you know that. Right. But, um, you know, you don't know, you know, what, what, what happened earlier in that day. You don't know if the child did the same thing an hour. Or, I mean, there's... You don't know what the child's like. All this stuff about the possible background and context of that. And then place yourself in her shoes. You are with your children and you say something and somebody comes up to you and and talks to you about the way that you've talked to your children. What would that what would that do to you if you thought yeah, you were in the right? I, yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not. But believe me, I, your point is very well taken, and I don't want to take away from it. But the only reason I said that is because I don't want you to kick yourself about not doing something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, because, I mean, I, I pondered it, right? Yeah. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't instantaneous thing. I, I was back and forth. Should I say something to this lady? You know, and I'm, I'm also a big proponent of trust your gut, and yeah. you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm usually pretty good about that. That's and a good so, point. You know, the fact that I didn't is probably that I was trusting my gut, even though my conscious mind wanted me to get up and say something well there you go yeah uh as i was uh, doing you know my own research on this topic uh, a lot of which actually was just remembering the uh i had i heard a it's coming through differently in the sound for some reason i i hope it's still are all the lights blinking yeah. and everything yeah i noticed that too but okay. it's uh we still got a good sound signal coming in so i don't i don't know okay. what changed i'm there. good so I'll continue. I was uh, I was starting to say a lot of my my research was nothing more than sitting and thinking about this topic and then taking notes uh, regarding what I remembered and what I thought and what I had experienced in my own life about words, good, bad, and ugly. And so it wasn't wasn't a hard thing to do. But uh, where was I headed with this? I got distracted by the change in the sound of my ear. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rescue you. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's in this, this particular incident is the one that caused me to think about this. And like I said, this is not something new. Um, this is something that I, I periodically speak on. And, um, there, there's another example that, uh, for years bugged me. And, and, and if I see it happen or when I see it happen, fortunately it's not very often anymore. Cause I'm not in, in a position to be a, a law enforcement officer in uniform anymore. But the one thing that I, I, I used to hear parents say that would just fire me up was they would be with their children and they would see me or some other officer that was in uniform and they would point to the officer and tell their child, especially if they were misbehaving, hey, you better you better straighten up or that officer over there, that cop over there is going to lock you up. Oh, yeah. And that is one I would say something about. You and bet. I, and I have in many cases said something about that because... 
you know, the message that they're sending to that little one at that particular point in time is that guy is so, or, or gal is somebody to be afraid of. Right. And that is absolutely the polar opposite of the message that you want to be sending to young people. Or at least, and I'll, I'll throw this caveat out there, at least it was in the America that I was policing in. And that was, you know, over a decade ago. And, and the reason I throw that out is because it was over a decade ago and a lot of things have changed in the law enforcement climate and the way, you know, they're perceived in society and how folks interact with them and so on. And so, you know, it's, it, it's a different world. Yeah, I would say I, I've had the same experience growing up that, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I may even have that exact experience where, you know, your parents said something and the, the police officer was cast in a light of somebody, to, somebody that was bad, somebody that was against you, somebody that you were going to get in trouble from right. rather than your supporter, your defender, your helper, uh, somebody who represented good. So it's, it's, right. a, it's a good point. Yeah, it creates a mindset that, you know, if I'm in trouble, I'm not going to go and ask that person for help. Right. Because they're the ones that are going to take me to jail. Right. Yeah, I remembered what I was going to say before, and that was the vulnerability of children. You know, as adults, and this is one of the points that I wanted to make, we have, in fact, I even have, have talked about it numerous times, we have situations where somebody says something to us and we have complete control over how we are going to interpret that comment. We can let it penetrate and affect us or we can let it bounce right off or we, you know, we, or we can let it rattle around and think about it later. We have the knowledge and the power and the know-how to take that comment and deal with it in an adult and an appropriate way. Children don't, they, they haven't learned that yet. Yeah, they, they don't have that luxury because they haven't been taught that. Right, right. And so they are, you know, they, any adult and especially a parent or a guardian in a, is in a position uh, over them that they look to for support, they look to for love, they look to for all of those things. And when these really harsh comments start coming, that's why, why it's so important to watch your mouth with children. I'm not saying you don't correct them. I'm not saying you don't discipline them. Not at all. But, you know, as I was taught early on when dealing with children, you don't attack the child, the person of the child. You attack the behavior. Right. And attack is maybe That's a great too, way of too saying strong it. of a Yeah, you're absolutely word. right. Um, because, you know, it's words like, um, you know, stupid and you know worthless and you're never going to make anything of yourself bad boy bad girl those those things stick in the uh in the minds of those children and you know i think they can leave a lasting negative impact on their own self-esteem their own self-image and something that they could potentially struggle with for the rest of their lives no doubt about it it threatens their sense of security it threatens their self-image of them, you know, of themselves as they go through life. Uh, and, you know, one of the long-term lasting effects of these kinds of words is it, it you know, we, we talk, you and I talk a lot, especially in when we're talking about personal development, people getting better and making their lives better over time. And, and we always talking about that inner voice, you know, right, you're, you're right. telling yourself, you can't do that. You're telling yourself, I'm not worthy. You're telling yourself, 
I'm not capable. Well, where are you getting all that stuff from? Why is all why are all those inner voices telling you that? Right. Somebody has said that to you at some point. There you go. Yeah, no doubt. Right. And so that that's where it comes from. And that's why, yeah, you gotta be really careful about all that stuff. Agreed. So, you know, it goes back to the the conversation about, you know, parenting and the fact that there's there's no license for it. Right. Where do people learn how to do this effectively? Watching other people from their own experiences as children themselves. Uh, You know, I mean, there's there's really I think there's a lot of information out there available, but ultimately it's from, you know, folks that have done it their own way and figured out what didn't work and and uh, what did work. And they're making recommendations based on that. Um, But it's certainly a learn as you go. But I I think that a lot of the you know, you mentioned personal and professional development, a lot of the the information that's shared in that world when it comes to, you know, self-talk and so on. If folks had a better understanding of how that plays out, it would change the way they talk to their children. I believe that. Right. No doubt. Yeah. All of this just it just popped to my mind. Uh, you know, we both know Gerhard Schwantner and uh, his uh, his pyramid of mindset and where it comes from. Right. And the, the bottom level of the pyramid is implanted. And then above that is imprinted and above that is inspired. And uh, the, the bottom the bottom portion of the pyramid, the implanted, that's the mindset that we get from the environment that we are born into. Right. You know, the family, the culture, everything about the everything about who we are and what we know comes from that environment, comes from our parents that oversee us. And those words, you know, they do get that's the that's the perfect word. They get implanted. They become part of us. And you if you repeatedly feed a child all of this negative talk all the time you are scarring them for life. And, and again, none of this is to say don't discipline or don't correct or don't teach. It's just to say it's not what you say, it's how you say it, I guess is a good way for me. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it is what you say, though. You know, the, the words of, you know, like the word stupid. Um, and uh, I, I don't uh, like the term. Uh, good point. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, I, I didn't like the, the phrase shut up. Um, certainly, you know, that was one of the things that with, with our children, that was a, a no, you know, that was a no go. Right. So you, uh, they didn't say that to each other. And, um, my wife and I made a very concerted effort not to use that terminology towards either one of them either. You bet. You bet. And, uh, now as an adult though, I use that. No, I've, I've actually uh, become become a fan of the um the acronym stfu uh versus um (laughs) actually saying shut up okay all right yeah something is clearly going on with the headphones here it it kind of comes and goes they're kind of in and out yeah i don't um i don't think it's affecting the sound because i still see the uh the sound signature but um i'm gonna take these things off because now they're starting to annoy me yeah, same. I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction now um, and, and get away from the children part of it. The children are, you know, are what we've already said, 
so incredibly valuable and their their long-term mental health is directly tied to the environment that they grew up in but let's let's now pivot to adults for just a second uh i started thinking about and i've said i know i've said this before <clears throat> and i know this through experience and i know this through literature and i know this through peer-reviewed journal articles that have been published in business when you are advancing up the chain and being promoted in any organization the less important your technical skills become and the more important your interpersonal skills become right and the interpersonal skills are directly related to and in many cases uh the single biggest part is the language that you use the way you talk there's a whole bunch of nonverbal stuff there as well but you can really hurt yourself professionally by choosing to uh, to not pay attention to that, not think about the things you say, to berate the people that you work with, and you'll end up hitting a ceiling. You won't be able to get past it because the people above you go, you know what, you're a little rough on people. Right. And uh, that that's not... So it continues to punish you throughout your life when you when you don't get a grasp of watch your mouth, even as adults. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. The uh, the thing that I was thinking about while you're talking about that is uh, when, <laughs> when you're dealing with the workplace, you know, the, the, the difference between children and adults in the workplace is the number of years of experience that they've had since they were five. Because ultimately, we're all stuck in that, that childhood mentality, right? So, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the implant, uh, implanted mind. You know, the, the research tells us that behavioral experts um, have made the, the, the claim that we are formed at an early age, like as early as age five, to be who we're going to be at a core level, right? And it's based okay. on the interaction with those folks in your inner circle, if you will. Okay. Who, who, the people you spend the most time with. So, right. you know, who are those people? Is it your immediate family? Is it, um, you know, daycare providers? You know, who's, who, who's making those significant implants on the mind of your child? And are you thinking about that when you, you know, leave them at a, a daycare provider or, um, you know, whoever that they're exposed to? And, and are you really, you know, understanding the, uh, the amount of impact that that association, that interaction is going to have on your child? And... Um, but I, I got a little off track here. But ultimately, you know, my, my point was about the uh, the interaction in the workplace is, I mean, we're really just, we're all kids, right? We're all kids with varying years of experience. Okay. And the same things that, you know, pumped us up when we were five years old or, you know, um, hurt our feelings are the same things that we react to now. Yeah. We just have had years of experience either figuring out how to better uh, react to those things and, and, and respond to them or not, you know, and in many cases, folks haven't figured it out. You make me think about the positive side of words when you say that. And a part of what you said was, you know, when you're around, when, when you're around other people that aren't your parents, when you're not at home, think about your entire, you know, timeline of your life all the way back to elementary school, junior high, high school, and so on. And think about those people in your life who said something to you that had such an incredibly positive impact on you. The words they chose 
and they said something to you and, and it just it changed how you thought about an issue. It changed how you thought about yourself. That's the very positive effect when you, when you think about how I use words. Words can motivate and inspire and uplift. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think about coaches that I had over the years. I think about teachers that I had over the years. In sixth grade, I have a very distinct memory of my sixth grade teacher during parent-teacher conferences, which I don't know. I, I, I don't. Some of that stuff is a vague memory, but for part of the parent-teacher conference, the child was there with them, and I think for part of it, the child went away, and they just talked among the adults. Right. But I was sitting there with my teacher and my mother, in this case, and the teacher said some really positive things about me, probably the one and only time in elementary school that a teacher told my parents something good about me. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> nice. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, that fueled me for years uh, because it, it made such a positive impression on me. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was... I thought that was pretty cool when it came back to my memory now because you, you do remember how people treated you and things they said to you. I, I imagine you have similar memories. I do. Uh, I, I don't know that I can recall them with that level of detail. Uh, <laughs> actually, the, the sixth grade one, though, I think uh, something jumps out that um, was not on the favorable side of the house. And it, that was primarily due to my behavior. But <laughs> anyways... Moving right along. Yeah, same teacher. Boy, this is going back. This is this is a complete sideways on this for a moment. Right. But uh, those who are our age and older, it won't surprise at all. But to the younger ones, this will. This this is the truth. And uh, I would talk a lot in class in sixth grade. Same teacher, you know, told me to shut up. I probably didn't tell me to shut up. Told me to be quiet. Right. Several times, and I didn't. And finally, it led to the ultimate punishment at that age in school, which was SWATs. And that was <clears throat> literally, he would point to you and say, go get, and this is, this is a true story. Her name was Mrs. Pansy. Go get Mrs. Pansy, <clears throat> excuse me, who was the teacher right next door in the class. And you had to interrupt her class and tell her that Mr. Nelson wants to see you. And, uh, and, and she would come around and you would literally bend over, grab your ankles, and with a wooden paddle, he would SWAT you. That, that was the punishment in sixth grade. Same teacher did that to me who said all those nice things. So there you go. Kind <laughs> of negated that, apparently. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the Mrs. Pansy part. Did she have to come and witness it? Or? Yeah. yeah. He, they, they had to make sure that there was a witness to it so that, you know, that wasn't, quote, unquote, child abuse. Although by today you'd go to jail for right. things far less <laughs> I thought than we were going to have a good play on words there, like you got your ass spanked by a pansy. No, she was the... Uh, <laughs> She was, she was, she was the witness. And then I got him again when I, um, I got upset with her and chewed some gum, which you weren't allowed to do and put it in her chair and she sat down on it and it stuck to the back of her dress. Holy moly. I can't believe I'm, you know, revealing all these. <laughs> these yeah. Things. So any, any other things that you'd like <laughs> no, to, to disclose this evening, Kevin? We're good for now. How did, uh, <laughs> how'd you feel about yourself after that little interaction with the gum thing? I mean, that's, that's that was kinda... awesome. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. Well, she didn't like it so much, though. No, no, yeah. Thinking More back so now, so. you know, like on a teacher's salary, um, you know, she might have had to make that dress by herself or something. You know, you're right. Oh, don't tell me that. 
I just got rid of the guilt from that from sixth grade. You're bringing it all back. See words. Hey, you brought it words. up, man. You brought it up. I'm just, I'm just furthering the conversation here. Yeah, I just thought it was a good story. It has nothing to do with talk. Actually, it does have something to do with yeah, it. It absolutely does. Right, right. It, well, it, it does in that it drives home the point that you remember things that happen in your childhood, right? Significant things like that that had an impact on the way you felt about yourself, um, the way folks you know talk to you, and, and so on. So, yeah, I absolutely think it ties into the conversation. And it's interesting. <laughs> yes. And again, so here's the conclusion of the matter on that. When I think back about that sixth grade teacher who, who did both of those things to me and, you know, many others, I think of him in the most positive light because of those positive words. And that's really the point I was trying to make is positive words. And I, I can think of several coaches, several teachers in my life, uh, and now professionally people that I have worked with over the years who in conversations have said things both good and bad and the ones that are bad you remember and the ones that are good you remember and all the other stuff is just sort of noise. Yeah. And it, it still happens, right? I, I still have interaction with folks and you know, now I think I'm much better about just kind of looking at it and, and evaluating it and, and realizing that, um, you know, they just don't know any better. Nobody's ever taught them how to deal with people. Um, and just kind of shake it off. I, I, I've my, I think I have a better suit of armor um, than, than I may have had in, in, younger, in my younger days. You know the thing that's sad about that, though, that you just said? When, when you do have grown adults with children and experience, and, and you're right, they don't seem to know any better, that, that's really difficult to sort of... How do they get through life, you know? And how do they... Yeah, it's a bit of a head shaker. Yeah, you know, they must be very alienated, and ugh, yeah, that's a that's a rough one. It is for me. Yeah, but take to kind of take it back to what uh, what started this whole thing was the the interaction with that um, with that little girl and and what mom was saying to her. I just you know I can't drive home the the point of how important that is for for parents to be aware of. You know, what, what you say to your kids matters. It's going to leave a lasting impact. Do you want that to be a good one or do you want that to be a bad one? Because, you know, you get to choose by the words you choose and how you interact with them. And I think that, you know, most parents love their children and would not want to do any harm to them. Right. And would not intentionally set out to say things that might have a harmful effect on them in the present and for years to come. And at the same time, they might not know any better and not fully understand the impact that it's having. Yeah, and what we're trying to do here is just just tell, tell everybody to stop and think for a minute before you say something, especially if you're angry or upset or about ready to uh, engage in something that um, has the potential to go south, just stop for a minute and think before you speak because I'm looking at a quote here that I have I gotta find it um, be careful with your words because they can only be forgiven they won't be forgotten and that's a that's a good point when I was you know doing a little bit of googling today that was a quote that was many people had had sort of 
highlighted as being important. They yeah. they can never like you said. Once you fire that downrange, ain't no bringing it back. You can forgive people for saying it, but but they'll never forget it. Yeah. Operate operate from a spirit of kindness. Yeah. In everything you do. I want to read some other quotes that I found. I, I was I remember also as a child hearing uh in church uh people talking about the you know the tongue and how much trouble it can get you into. So I actually Googled um uh Bible verses about the tongue. And there are many, many of them. But some of them, I, a couple of them I just want to highlight for you. Uh, the Proverbs 18.21. The tongue has the power of life and death. There you go. You know, you can really uplift and you can really harm. Proverbs 21.23. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. You know, you avoid all kinds of negative consequences yes. just by taking a minute to uh to think about what you say proverbs 15 4 notice this a lot of proverbs um a soothing tongue is a tree of life but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit that's a strong word crushes the spirit yeah and then the last one hashtag truth on that one yeah all of them on all of them ephesians 4 29 do not let any unwholesome talk Come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful helpful for building others up, that it might benefit those who listen. So I thought those were for those who believe in the good book. Yeah, those are spot on. Spot on. Thanks for uh thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. You ever hear somebody say people will in a second forget about um wait, no, that's not true. That that doesn't apply. I was gonna say psych. You will always remember how people made you feel, right? Whether it's good or bad, and uh, and that is, of course, directly. Yeah, there's a bunch of different phrases like that, and I uh, the the one that I was thinking of escapes me right now. Um, but yeah, ultimately, that's what it boils down to. They 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 won't remember exactly what you said, and they'll remember how you made them feel. Right, right. So anyway, I think this is this has been a great topic so far, and. I um yeah and I think there is a distinction between what it means to a child and what it means to an adult um but still no matter what th- yeah I guess if there's another point that I would make it would be this and that is as an adult you have the power to decide how to interpret anything that anybody says to you and yes. if somebody says something to you negative they haven't watched their tongue in other words you can choose to react to that way. Yeah, you've got anyway. that responsibility. You get to choose how you respond to it. Amen. Yeah. And like the like you said earlier, children, they they haven't learned that yet, right? Right. And, and they you know, they're going to just take it at face value because that's what you said. Especially if it's coming from a loved one, someone that they have a great deal of re- respect and admiration for. Right. And you are literally shaping their destiny by the things that you say to them. And so Watch yeah. your tongue, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's um and there's all kinds of research out there about, you know, self-esteem and especially with um with girls, right? So I I believe that it's it's the same with boys and girls. I just don't think we talk about it as much with with boys because boys are supposed to be, you know, tough and and not have to deal with their emotions and so on and 
you know, ultimately what we have figured out over time is that's bullshit. It doesn't work out all that well. And, uh, you know, you, you need to be aware of it when you're dealing with boys or girls because the impact is ultimately the same. Now, I, w- I will say that I think, you know, girls are much more mean to one another and can actually, you know, be the, you know, their friends can be the ones that are, are dishing out some of this horrible uh, stuff. And, um, you know, so it, it's... It, it can be different in that way. It took me a while. To, it took me longer in my life to to learn that about, um, you know, you you hang out with the boys and you talk like you talk and you, but what you realize when you get older and you start hanging around more women, you realize that they they can be just as just as mean and nasty as the men can. There's no doubt about it. Oh, especially when they're they're dealing with each other. Yeah, they're, that's what they're, I mean. They're, they're just out now, right. freaking ruthless right. with each other. <laughs> right, I know. Or they can be, anyways. I've seen that. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been in many circumstances. You know, with a bunch of guys, and you, you know, you see things go a certain way. And you go, wow, they're just kind of mean to each other. But women can be just the same way, and and they are. People are people. We're all the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, we are. Right. However, we're supposed to use different bathrooms. But that <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. That, that's a whole other subject for a different day. Uh, yeah. Did you just tip us off to your next choice? On, uh, <laughs> no. No. I, I, I think You don't want to talk about that? I'm good to talk about it. Oh, no. I'm, I'm teasing you. You want to talk about it now? Well, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Because that could open up a, a whole new set of... Uh, talking points that could go on for quite some time yes all right so what else what else do we need to talk about tonight anything anything exciting in your world uh revisiting uh your previous uh topic on uh, gun control uh Uh. big big event when is that when is the big event so there was one today. Uh, yeah, the the NRA sponsored a uh, an event in Richmond today. Right. Not sure what kind of uh, a turnout uh, there was for that. Um, ultimately, I did hear that. Um, got a report out from a friend who was there that uh, Senate Bill 16 uh, has been withdrawn by the um, senator that uh, submitted that initially. Um, not good news, really. Because there's another one, and uh, I'm, I'm going off of memory here, but I think it's House Bill 961. Um, let me uh, let me verify that real quick and just make sure I'm putting out accurate info. That is um, is still in play and is actually worse than the um, the Senate bill that was withdrawn. Yeah, maybe how, that's why the House other one Bill was 961, close. and I think that's what what happened is they. They uh, realize that there's actually more stuff in in the House bill that they'd like, you know, to have passed, and it, it just be easier to do away with the Senate bill. So yeah, it's um, it is not a good set of circumstances for sure at the moment. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, yep. there's uh, there's at this point that's really all we can do and the other event that that we're talking about is the um the 20th which is lobby day and that's the one that i believe that is going to have the greatest amount of turnout for 20th of january 20th of january 
in Richmond. Okay. And, you know, I think that was some of the reasoning behind the recent decision to ban weapons and uh, in the Capitol building. And there was another uh, adjoining building that um, they also banned weapons in. You know, I, the crew of people, that's a head shaker to me, right? So the, the crew of people that are passionate about their rights and would show up for lobby day potentially you know carrying weapons as a part of a demonstration or just you know to to show the the passion that they have for the second amendment those those folks those are not the people that you have to worry about right uh, just just yeah. not right yeah yeah that's what i mean uh, anytime you pass a law that suddenly makes um anybody who owns a high capacity magazine or a or a quote-unquote assault rifle, a felon, if you don't immediately go register your weapon, then uh, that's, I mean, this this is a process. It's going to run its course. Hopefully, uh, it works out the way we want it to, frankly. Um, Time is going to tell, and I, I appreciate every one of those counties in Virginia, the localities, municipalities, that have signed up to be Second Amendment sanctuaries as a result. So I'm, um, I think it sends a huge message, and a little bit of time is going to tell the tale here. Agreed. Yeah, it's time to 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 dig deep and uh, and dial up the American in America. Right. Because you, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of folks, myself included, that have been somewhat complacent. We've talked about this because you know you just think about things like the Second Amendment being off-limits, that nobody's going to mess with that. Well, it turns out there are some jackasses out there that will. Oh, yeah. Being messed with a lot, not just in Virginia, although I think we said before Virginia's right now ground zero for this whole thing. So got to fight it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. So I think we've uh, we've covered the topic for the evening very well. Would you agree? I would, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think it was good. And even added on a bonus at the end. That's right. Uh, yep, I think we hit everything I wanted to. So uh, next week is your topic. Do you uh, do you have a topic pick? Can you tip us off? Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> so that's a yes, you have a topic picked. Um, I'm not going to reveal it. What? Come no. on now. Nope, not doing it. It's that good. It's better to be surprised. I don't want anybody thinking about this before. Fair enough. I actually get it. Fair enough. All right. Well, be thinking about next week because uh, I'm watching Kevin's body language here, and he's he's pretty excited about this. So <laughs> I know it's going to be a good one. So make sure that uh, you enjoy your week and uh, enjoy the ride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Great Beer Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com. 